over 30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House. Yes, it is. This is your hour, Arizona. Whatever you want to talk about your home, castle, or cabin. one 767 4348 one rosie for you When you hear the auto attendant pass press number one, bypass the message. Text questions can be sent to 411-923 during the broadcast, or you can email info at rosieonthehouse.com. Whatever you want to talk about your home, castle, or cabin, Jennifer standing by to screen your call. And while we wait for calls to line up, we're going to prime the pump here. Speaking of callers, your mom... Chewed on me for like 20 minutes this week. All right, I'm going to get to the next topic before it gets derailed. <laughs> and I don't chew. Romy, stand up for me. I don't chew. <laughs> uh, re- re- referencing a call that came in during the show last week. Oh. Well, I just don't even know how to approach it, but I got a call. We had taken, we had fielded a call from a person who wanted to add a garage, right? Convert, Convert a carport to a garage. To a garage. And so they had called in with their amount that they their estimate and Rosie kind of talked them through it and then I was we were just getting ready to close for the day and a lady called and she said you know what we can't all afford that and what about all of us who can't so I I said well why don't you call in with your question about what you can do and we'll help you through that you know so we don't we don't screen I mean we do screen calls but we don't hand pick if you have a question we get you an answer so I just encouraged her to call in uh, but she wanted us just to kind of address it with non-prompted, but we, our conversation is driven by our callers. So if you have a question about a project you want to do and it's related to one you've heard or... We're going to give you the real yeah. answer, whether you can yeah. afford it or not afford it. Yeah. 90% of the stuff we talk about is not even at my home. I can't afford it. But <laughs> I'm going to answer someone's question if they call. Yeah. Well, and there's ways to accomplish it, but the, the issue was code compliance. And that particular project of converting a carport to a garage has some very specific code requirements that you must consider to be code compliant. But a homeowner can go to the building department and pull a permit. Most permits, once they're pulled, are good for six months in between inspections. And you could take you could you could take 18 to 24 months and convert your carport to a garage and be completely code compliant and do it yourself. The issue was someone had written in and said, I've got a quote for $14,000 to do this work. Doesn't that sound excessive? And my response was, I thought it sounded a little light. If in fact you were truly going to do a code compliant conversion. So we had an aggravated caller last week. It breaks my heart when that happens because that's not why we're on air. We're not on air to aggravate anybody. We're here to help you through whatever dilemma there is concerning your house, home, castle, or cabin. And if you've got a question, we're going to answer it. I saw a great meme this week. Don't outsource your happiness to someone else. (laughs) Um, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Speaking of other things I can't afford but would love to, uh, Safford, Arizona kind of tucked away in the south east part Beautiful of Arizona, part of not far state. from a uh, little north of where our Farm Bureau guest uh, yeah. call was from this morning. But 
Jason. It's uh, a colonial revival home for almost $600,000, twenty about 3,000 square feet. The property was originally owned by Sheriff Olney, O-L-N-E-Y, Olney. I never heard that name before, but he was part of the group that was uh, tracking down Wyatt Earp and Doc Holliday after the gunfight at the OK Corral. Many of the original home includes wood floors still there, uh, doorways, fireplaces, mantles, bookshelves. There's two properties in the back. One is the cottage bed and breakfast, and the other is a bakery known as the cottage bakery. How much fun would it be to own that history That that history and be there and, and be a, a continuing part of that history? So if, if I think the Taliesin West, uh, not, not Taliesin West, but what was that other Frank Lloyd Wright building that's on Camelback? Just south of Camelback Was Road, that the, the one that acres. was for sale? For yeah, it many... was the round building that was elevated. We his took son, our pictures his, there. His son's house. His son's house. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that one was up for sale. I think it, it sold. We started I did to see go fund me, so let's redirect week. that. I think oh. <laughs> I think we're over 6 maybe $7 now, Gary. <laughs> well, just to comment on that piece of property, um, they you know it went back and forth what they're going to do with it. Someone finally bought it that could afford to preserve it, and they're, and they're adding more uh, houses on that property that are Frank Lloyd Wright style. So oh, it should good. be a really cool little place. Good, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. So now we can redirect our GoFundMe, Gary. So, so. You know, <laughs> it's down a dollar because someone needed some change for coffee, but we'll, big, we'll, we'll bring it back. <laughs> a, a big part of Rosie on the House is doing whatever we can to help you around your house home, Castle Cabin. That includes a referral network on our website, rosieonthehouse.com. Just happens to be the number one rated contractor referral service in the state of Arizona for the last 12 years. And we've just added a new partner, someone Jennifer found for us. Bridges. with Get organized with Bridges. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, it is, exactly. You know, I love all of our partners. And this one I could really relate to. You know, it's the kind of thing maybe you don't relate to until you have to go through something. But we had this situation where mom needed to move and years of accumulation in the house. And um, she was a tidy person. It was still a lot of stuff. She after, was a, after your 25, mom's a tidy, tidy person. After 25 years, it's still a lot of stuff. It had to be done quickly. You know, my sisters and I all work. So we're like, how are we going to get this done? So I knew of Bridges, called her. And she sent a crew over, and I'm not kidding you. They, what would have taken our family probably two or three weeks to do? It would have taken y'all two or three years. <laughs> you know what? That's probably true. Too many emotional decisions to yeah. make in that kind yeah. of situation. But her crew came in. Rosie, we were done in a in two days. One day there, and then they helped mom move in another day. And it has just been, I just feel um, so supported. You know, it was just a great thing. And she does organization for all kinds of situations. If you have a room in your house, you're trying to convert to your office and it's full of stuff you've saved for 20 years, you know, whatever. They, they just are expert at getting you organized and gentle and nice and kind and, you know, just very methodical. I was just very impressed. We moved a good part of your mom um, and Mr. Harrison's possessions to our garage as kind of a staging area till we decide what to do with it. And then Bridges sit the same two gals again and sat out there. And I mean, they went through everything in about four hours. It was incredible. Yeah, it was too hard to get stuck in the, in the picture pile <laughs> yeah. for the family. So they could just go, you know, they just very, um, kind of, like I said, kind and methodical. So they helped you get through that. For organ- getting stuck. For reorganizing 
your organized or disorganized life, contact Bridges. For downsizing, contact Bridges. If in fact, like what we had, I mean, we, we found her by necessity and we're just so pleasantly surprised about the service and the quality of care. We just had to make her Rosie certified. That phone number is 480-297-7355. Let's get organized with Bridges. And you know, by way of network, Rosie Network News, Pella is opening a new showroom in the greater Phoenix metro area. Got the one out in Scottsdale. Now they're opening one down on McQueen Road in Gilbert. So another Pella showroom coming and up. I, I think it opens still there on Oracle. And Tucson's still there. I think it opens Monday, October oh, 5th. Nice. Yeah. So congratulations to Pella for that. Romy, I do, you know, it's, it's my job to keep you politically correct. All right. Um, and I have seen in the industry over the last 30 days, I thought, I, was, I didn't know how to take it. But in fact, it is an actual movement now that we all need to get on board with. Journalists in the home improvement industry are going to quit using the term master bedroom. Of course. It's now, now it's the primary bedroom. And you know, when our, when our last child, sweet Miss Carol, she was born, we called her Grace. Her name's Carol Grace. When she changed her name from Grace to Carol, it took me 10 years <laughs> to start calling her Carol. It may take me 10 years to eliminate the term master bedroom from my vocabulary, but it is now the primary bedroom. So now the guest room is the secondary bedroom? Uh, I guess. Secondary, <laughs> tertiary. <laughs> Just move, move on down the line, buddy. There's a word you don't hear often, tertiary. Well, folks. Shall we bring Colton into the Only conversation? Only you would allow it to be so. Col- Colton made the call to get into Rosie on the house. Let's bring him into the conversation. Good morning, Colton. Hey, good morning, everybody. What are you uh, up to? I had a question. I'm over... I'm over in Arcadia. Um, I have a little, uh, I guess we'll call it a guest bedroom. Do you have uh, a master bedroom? Out of a, <laughs> or secondary bedroom? Uh, a, a secondary secondary bedroom, uh, external to the household. How about that? Okay. Um, and so it is uh, made out of a 1953 International Metro, uh, old bread delivery truck. Um, in it, we have a split window AC and um or split unit ac uh i've come into the problem of having some mold in the um the internal unit the the blower inside of the van and i was just wondering if there's any good uh good chemicals or anything to spray in there to maybe zap that problem or if you have any recommendations on that it's kind of hard to clean out those coils because they're so so tightly condensed in there that's tough so you have an air conditioning unit on a vehicle that's used as a bedroom that's used as a bedroom yes interesting um this is one of those field trip when you say field trip consults (laughs) when you say (laughs) we gotta see it to believe it when you say split is it a mini split air conditioning unit it is a mini split by i i believe it's Cree or Cree, one of the two I don't know that brand. Um, you know what? I think he's going to have to call Becky. Oh? It's a, and, split, it's a mini split unit. Yeah. 
Call call Becky at Arizona Chimney and Air Ducks. 602-439-3218. Becky at Arizona Chimney and Air Ducks. If anybody can knock it out, she can. And and I want to give you one more. Fox Valley Electric has that bio, and, and I'll look it up, but it... There's another product one of our, our partners has gone through all kinds of training for and licensing and that knocks out mold like that through the air. So we'll get we'll come back after the break with more details. And the Indoor sanitizing process is actually used a lot when a house gets wet from water damage, whether it's rain or something leaking. And after they dry it out, it is called five home sanitizing. And it's designed to kill mold growing. Fox Valley Electric. It, it's not even listed on their website, but they brought it in and gave a demonstration. You got to leave the house for like two or three hours while they do it. And then you can come back in. So there's another option for you along with Becky at Arizona Chimney Sweep. Let's get back to our callers. Paul and Glendale, welcome to the program. Hi, how are you? Very well. All right. So I have uh, a carport, and um, and I have a wonderful backyard. But, but unfortunately, the carport... Uh, I, I would just want to knock it out, but I'm not sure if I need to get uh, a payment to knock out the carport so I can access my backyard. Well, uh, do you have a lot of electric running out to that carport? Uh, no, but just in front of the carport is a mechanical room and a laundry room. It's not mm. a whole bunch of stuff but, going there. There's... But those are are those going to stay? The mechanical room um, and the laundry room, are they going to stay? Have to, I, I, I might have to relocate them just maybe about five. Yeah. At eight, the, or just, just, just a little shift, well, here's not, not matching. In my experience, here's what the city's going to use as, as their judgment. If you want to tear something down that doesn't have any electric to it, you're probably okay. But if you want to start removing footings, you will need a demolition permit because removing footings has to be done a particular way. If there's footings and you want them out of there, a demo permit will be required. Now, at the point you're relocating a laundry or mechanical room, you will definitely need a permit for that work. So I would encourage you to get down to the city of Glendale, your address, a couple pictures of the property, They'll be able to pull the permit that's appropriate, and you'll be able to get the work done. I'd like to talk a little bit about the most asked question at Rosie on the House this week. And a lot of times the most asked questions is driven by what's being advertised a lot. And the question we've got this week, and I'm going to try and be very careful here. Should we use elastomeric and or elastomeric ceramic paint on the outside of our house? 
If you'll go to our website, rosellnows.com, and just type in paint to the search engine, you'll come up with some questions I want you to ask anybody that's giving you a paint quote for your home. Number one question, in reading the claims for your product, I'm wondering how long it has shown itself successful in our particular climate. How is the product holding up in other locations where it's been used for a long time? Question number two, are claims being made by your product verifiable by third-party testing agencies? If so, are these tests easily obtained? May I see them? Question number three, is your warranty available for my review prior to signing a contract? Is that warranty transferable to another homeowner? I want to know, is it transferable if ownership of the installation contractor changes? Is the warranty made by the manufacturer or the contractor? I'd also like to see if in the warranty is paint fading excluded from the warranty. If your product claims to potentially save on my energy bill, do you have any homeowners I can talk to one-on-one about the savings they've seen? That's not your relative. If your product claims to save on my homeowner's insurance policy, can you provide me the names of insurance companies that offer that discount? Now, this line of questioning is something you should conduct with any new product provider you're considering. If you're considering a proposal for painting the outside of your house, I would encourage you to get to rosyonthehouse.com, plug in paint, and whoever is quoting it, ask them these questions. You could possibly be saving yourself tens of thousands of dollars. Okay? That's how we become every Arizona homeowner's best friend. We watch out for you. Looking for a coating to reduce your energy heat gain. There's a cork-based product that can answer a lot of those things. That's that's where you want to look. Now it is three, four times more expensive than acrylic, but. Cruising through our open home hour. Open lines at one 767 That's one 888 rosie you. Text messages can be sent to 411-923 or email info at rosieonthehouse.com. Like Sarah did a moment ago, wanting to know what was the name of the manufactured housing company that you mentioned in July. Well, I don't remember specifically which one she heard because we, we, we referenced multiple sources, but all of those were in our blog. And what we do as part of being every year's on a homeowner's best friend is on Saturday's broadcast, if you go to the homepage, there's quick links. And those quick links take you to each topical hour of the broadcast with all the resources we have there. And that particular conversation was in our 9 o'clock hour, on the house hour, 
where we talked specifically something on housing, and that Saturday was on manufactured housing. And you can go back to our blog in July, and all of our articles are saved there. The quick links get updated weekly, but those articles live online indefinitely. It really is a digital encyclopedia for Arizona home ownership. And you can subscribe to a weekly newsletter that comes to your email box, and it'll list the quick links for that particular week. Now, this particular week, the topic of the week was the Arizona Indoor-Outdoor Lifestyle. In the 9 o'clock hour, we had Don Ryden, a longtime friend and architect from the Phoenix metro area, come in and talk about the evolution of housing. Uh, Grab that podcast and grab some ideas uh, enjoy the conversation that we had with him about how you can better understand the concept of indoor-outdoor living. In the 8 o'clock hour, we had a great conversation with Arizona Farm Bureau about hashtag peppers as well as uh, White Barn Hay and Cattle Company down in Sulphur Springs Valley and beef uh, you could order. He, I, he's actually on the, he's on the edge of it. east side of the Dragoons. Sulphur Springs on the west side. Chiricahua, yeah, yeah sorry. Oh, I didn't want to give away the mountain range. Yeah. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful country. Um, and if you follow along in our home maintenance calendar, it's a physical calendar we'll send you that has a list of the topics coming up that we'll be covering that month, along with our weekly to-do we cover here. We tackle one maintenance item per broadcast so we can keep up with the maintenance of our home. One honeydew a week is a lot easier than letting 50 stack up. And then ultimately, if you... You end up in a situation you're trying to sell the home, and there's all these to-dos that start whittling away at your equity in negotiations, uh, depending on the market location of the home. Well, you know, keeping up with those weekly maintenance eliminates that and keeps your home in a competitive advantage. And, and it's so much more enjoyable. How often do you hear people say, gosh, I wish we'd have done this years ago, and now <laughs> we did it, and we're selling it, and we're not even going to enjoy it. Yeah, um, right, right. <laughs> happens a lot. A home that can go on the market today is a very enjoyable home to live to. And the goal we're constantly striving to as homeowners. uh, And we've got painting condition this week. And to look at what we're looking for and signs of a resurface due or coming due for a paint job, we've got Joe Campbell of the Arizona Paint Company joining us to walk through what we call conditions conducive for a new paint job. Joe, thanks for spending a few minutes your Saturday morning to help us become every Arizona homeowner's yeah, Romy. best friend. Yeah, Romy, Rosie, appreciate you having me on. The article this week talks about refreshing dull, chipped, and damaged paint. Let's start real quick on the exterior of a home. How do I know the exterior of my home is ready for a new paint job? Well, the, the best thing I like to do is have the homeowner first check the south and the west side of the house because those get the most weather and the sun damage. And the, the first thing I want everybody to do is to rub their hand over the stucco and see if any chalking paint's coming off. That's the biggest telltale sign that your paint's failed, and it's uh, probably time to look at a paint job. I encourage people, if you've got a darker color paint, use a white rag. If you've got a lighter color paint, use a red... Uh, mechanic shop rag you can buy at O'Reilly Auto Parts and rub the stucco and see if the coloring comes off on the rag 
Yep, absolutely. That's the, that's one of the first ways to check. The second area you want to check is your wood trim or your wood siding, if you have any. Um, you're going to want to look for any peeling paint, any areas that the wood is showing, because uh, paint's kind of like a raincoat. It protects your house, and if there's any areas that aren't protected, it's leaving it open to the, to the sun and to the wind and water, and that's what causes damages and causes rotten wood and causes your stucco to start uh, coming off. So it's important to to really get those plate, those areas protected before the weather uh, damages them any further. One of the areas of a home, uh, other than the wood, that's going to show, uh, it's kind of a key indicator that kind of tells me this home's probably about ready due for a paint job, is that area between the stucco and the dirt, that stem wall. It it takes the most abuse with the sprinklers, the weed eaters, the lawnmowers. If that little exposed foundation is peeling, cracking, uh, spalding, another good key indicator, maybe it's time to consider an exterior paint job. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of the lower areas of your house, they get that sprinkler, they get that water damage, and that's the first place it's going to show along with, with any of the wood on the home. Now let's move inside. How do you know when it's time to repaint inside? Well, interior, you know, we're fortunate because it, it does last a little bit longer because it's not, for, you know, it doesn't have the elements hitting it. But uh, if you're not able to wash any handprints off, if it starts rubbing the paint off, that's definitely a good sign. Or if you see any major cracks in the drywall um, or cracking around where the baseboards meet the drywall, that's, that's the first sign that it's time to look at painting. Joe, how do you paint a wall to give it the depth and the coverage that you need to make it look like a professional job? Well, definitely we do two coats on everything. That's, that's the, one of the most important things. And then when you're rolling, typically we're going to cut in first, actually around the, the ceiling and the trim line. And then we're going to roll two coats. And you don't start in the middle of the wall like a lot of people think. You're going to you know, want to go from the top to the bottom, left to right, down the wall. So don't start right in the middle and work out. Uh, have a have a plan, start in the top left, and move down to the bottom right. That's the way that most professionals do it, and that'll give you the best coverage over everything. When I broke into the trades, I was fortunate to learn from a very good painter who is now retired, a man by the name of Dave Days, who lived up in the Royal uh, Madison Meadows area, and I worked with him for uh, almost a year. And I learned on almost the very first job, never put your five-gallon paint bucket in the middle of the floor. <laughs> yeah, never do that. And always use a drop cloth because you just never know when you might take a wrong step. Uh, you know, I've, I've, uh, I've stepped in the middle of a paint bucket before, and you know, luckily we had drop cloths down and everything, so it can happen to anybody. Do, do not put the paint bucket in the middle of the floor. Stand it up against the wall. You're not currently painting. <laughs> yeah, keep it out of the way for sure. Now, cleaning a painted wall. Uh, talk a little bit about sheen. If I'm going to repaint a house. Uh, how much gloss do I need to get into that interior paint to really make it reasonably easy to clean for a good amount of time? You know, they're coming out with some new technology and paint. So some of the matte finishes are actually washable, but we all, we're still recommending one step up from that, which is called an eggshell finish. Now eggshell is not the color. Like a lot of people think it's the shine level. So it's one step above a flat, 
It's got some washability to it. You know, if you have kids or pets, you can take a, a damp sponge and wash that dirt right off without washing away the paint. So that's typically what we're using on all the walls in the house. And then on your trim and doors and in the bathrooms and kitchen, we're using a semi-gloss, which has a little bit more washability to it because you're going to get a little bit more, uh, you know, grease in your kitchens and, and steam and stuff in the bathrooms. All great tips from a professional for those of you who would like to try and tackle the paint job yourself. But if you don't, <laughs> if, if you get through that first room and decide, I've had enough of this, how would they get a hold of the good folks at Arizona Paint Company? You know, we do all free estimates, um, no strings attached. So just give us a call in Phoenix at 602-607-0880 or Tucson 520-724-1200. Or you can always go to our website, www.arizonapaintingcompany.com. Joe, we sure appreciate you joining us. Romy, Rosie, it's been a pleasure. I appreciate everything. All right. I got a funny story I can share now because this person doesn't live in state. But when Remy, <laughs> when, when Remy, uh, when we were getting ready for him, uh, and we you know, previously we just had the two girls, and so the rooms were girl colors. So we moved the Tinley and Roxy into one room, and we painted Remy's room to look like a boy's yes. bedroom. And our neighbor said, oh, no, Amanda, I'm a great painter. I'm going to help you. We're going to come over. We're going to do this. We won't even have to bother Romy. We're, it's going to be a, a great surprise. Bada bing, bada boom. The, the definition of great painter has a huge yeah. <laughs> variation. I mean, didn't cut in corners. You could see the roll marks by hand. I walked in, and they were still doing it, and she's talking, not even paying attention. I looked at Amanda. I'm like, did she... And she just rolled her eyes, so I didn't say anything. Yep. They got done. And uh, I guess you get an A for effort, but the only thing it cost us was more in paint. Because yeah, I, right. I am not living with this. It would drive me nuts. I don't, this isn't my room, but I cannot walk into this room with this. And for the next three nights up till midnight, getting that room just perfect. There's nothing like a good paint job. Well, there isn't. And I'll tell you, uh, it's, it's masterful to watch a, a true painter work. And I learned it back in the late 70s, early 80s in the Madison Meadows neighborhood of North Central Phoenix, where everyone had wood, true divided, tin light French doors. So every repaint job included picking someone on the paint crew to go paint all those little wood edges around all those tin light French doors. And man, you wanted to do anything other than that. It's just the, it's a two and a half inch tapered brush with just the right amount of paint on it. And the good guys could do it without even masking the window paint off. They could lay it in there right up against that glazing compound between the wood and the glass and never get a drop not a speck on the glass i never got that good <laughs> one of our listeners a mr troy 
is a podcast listeners, and he says, I'm just catching up on last week's. This is it uh, a couple hours ago. And you guys were talking about U-Haul and not being able to find a rental vehicle, being able to move out of California. And he sent us a link to businessinsider.com stating a U-Haul from Phoenix to L.A., 26-foot-long U-Haul van, you can rent for about $200. If you're going from L.A. to Phoenix, it will cost you 10 times that amount. (laughs) I'm serious. If you have a driver's license and you're single and you want to be self-employed and take an opportunity, post on somewhere. I don't know, Craigslist or wherever you post uh, a help wanted ad and just for 500 bucks drive U-Haul vans to California. (laughs) But... If you do that, I'll pay you another two hundred and fifty to move them someplace other than Arizona. You know, move them to Nevada, move them to Utah, move them to South Dakota. That's a couple <laughs> scary things. Um, uh, Wall Street Journal: New York real estate takes massive hit. Talked about California last week. That's this week, and this Phoenix is the fastest growing city in the country. That breaks my 18 heart. Eighteen construction of. <laughs> cranes right now in the downtown area alone. Oh man, there! It breaks my heart too. Well, it breaks my heart too. Well, it and just gives us more people to help. It and, does. And it if does you're new to Arizona, welcome. We are Rosie on the house. We try to be every Arizona homeowner's best friend. You don't have to be a native of Arizona. Just an Arizona resident, and a lot of you wonder, what about the water? Where is it all going to come from? How are we going to sustain this growth? I was listening in on a conference from the Water Resource um, Research Center, part of U of A, out of Tucson this week. And, uh, man, you get a, a, a board together, and you could burn a lot, an hour and not say anything. But there was a couple interesting <laughs> takeaways we'll have very soon. And we've got a water broadcast coming up for, uh, October 31st. That's a, every a couple times a year we get this magic fifth Saturday of the month. And we rotate in special guests in our outdoor living hour that kind of break the mold of... Uh, a regular schedule. Uh, of our regular schedule. So we're going to have a great water broadcast on Halloween weekend. And it's not going to be scary did you see the verde valley uh water coalition was uh, they they were awarded a 1.2 million dollar grant no yeah missed that one yeah very so that, cool. that, i think that was in last i don't week's know how paper, i missed so. that water in my i've got so many different water uh, feeds oh yes <laughs> feeds and streams and i mean look at this spread of articles i you know on water. Here, here's what you have to be thankful for thankful you're not in midland odessa Ooh, ooh, that's scary. That's scary. Who's making up for their water uh, shortages with a reservoir in Hobbs, New Mexico, that's being pipelined back over, and it's all affluent. How about the five cities in Texas that were notified in the Houston area that their water supply was being contaminated by brain-eating amoebas? Makes you thankful for the Salt River Project, doesn't it? Salt River Project, Central yeah. Arizona Canal. We've got a lot of uh, of groups that work together, and we'll be covering it. And it, it, it's a fascinating topic that you can just get down so many trails. But the uh, the one thing I come back to is is former Farm Bureau President Kevin Rogers, who served like over a decade, which is unheard of. They just kept reelecting him even after your 
two-term back-to-back sentence was over. There was nobody else, and they just kept, no, you're coming back, you're coming back. Finally, he got to retire, but he said, you know what? Arizona, because we didn't have and never have had water resources, the founders of our state had to engineer solutions, and our water use is some of the most brilliant in the world, and that was one of the points from the water resource conversation is that, you know, U of A, they, they are deemed one of the most brilliant Innovators. sources yeah. of water innovation that nobody knows about. And it needs to be very public that this is the hub, the epicenter of water invention and, and to bring in new startups to help innovation continue to keep us a sustainable state that it the, the Tucson is the place to be. High water IQ right here <laughs> in our and, own backyard. And we'll talk about that again uh, Halloween weekend. That'll be a lot of fun. Takeaways for this week's show in the 8 o'clock hour. We had Arizona Farm Bureau talking about hashtag peppers as well as White Barn Hay and Cattle Company where you can order your own, even your own custom fed beef. If you so choose, but you or can, if you want to raise one, you yeah. can buy a calf and bring it to them, and they'll feed it for I you. I love it. I love it. I, I'm, I'm going to adopt that idea. Nine o'clock like hour. We brought in architectural historian and historical architect, Mr. Don Ryden of Ryden Architecture, to talk about the Arizona indoor outdoor living evolution. And how we're able to, with today's technology and today's designs that were kind of introduced, starting with Frank Lloyd Wright, be able to bring the outdoors more inside. We talked about paint, uh, do-it-yourself tips on whether you want to try and tackle the paint or not. But if you're going to get a quote to get a paint job done, go to rosieonthehouse.com and plug in paint to the search engine. You've got to see that document. And if you follow along on our that weekly to-do, you can go to our app, rosieonthehouse.com slash app. It'll bring you to uh, licensed software we have for the state of Arizona. It's a HomeZada app, and you can check that off your maintenance item from the homepage. You just click maintenance, select tasks, click new, type in the details that's on our to-do on painting conditions, follow that direction, check it off. Or if you go through it and you determine that you need a paint job, you can then schedule that in your projects and start putting all the details together there, save paint colors, sample styles, uh, where you bought the paint, what type of rollers, and manage your project, whether it's a do-it-yourself project or through a professional that you find at rosieonthehouse.com and our certified partner network. Once you're on the Rosie on the House website, don't forget to register for your Arizona staycation. It's the only place in the world you can and thank you to Little American Flagstaff for being this month's staycation partner.